Balso Hard University, episode two. Hope everybody enjoyed the first one. How was your weekend, Andrew? Weekend was pretty good, man. I uh, honestly was just enjoying football and fucking getting homework done and and uh, just enjoying the weekend. It was uh, it was warm. It was warm on Saturday. Oh, or, and Friday. Fu- or Friday, Friday. Yeah. Yeah, was, and then the next day it gets down to fucking forty-five. But we are excited to be back for episode two of Ball So Hard University. Uh, we're both glad that you guys joined us, or if you decided you to went? join us. How I think it. I think yeah. the first episode went fantastic. We got some really good feedback from a lot of friends. Um, thank you guys for those who did reach out. And uh, We're now on iTunes and Spotify as well, so check us out on there, Ball So Hard University. Give us a rating. We'd like to hear you know, good things. We'd like to hear you know, criticism as well, because you can always build off of that. I definitely read it or listened to it back, and there is things I can work on, of course, but that's just the process, and, I, and I'm glad we're doing it. Yeah, there's obviously ways to improve every time that we, you know, record a new episode. This week, we happen to have a super special guest. This is was an awesome opportunity, kind of a last-minute thing. You guys will get to hear that later on in the episode. It was fucking amazing. We had on Brad Lambert. Um, Brad Lambert, I'll introduce him. He is a producer, a talent manager, international speaker. He's worked with Disney, Marvel, Warner Brothers, Sony, and Universal. He's been featured on Fox, CBS, ABC, and NBC. He's worked with the Steelers. He's worked with Robert Downey Jr. He's worked on the Avengers, Spider-Man Far From Home. He lives in Los Angeles now, so he's big in the entertainment industry. He's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He just keeps growing his way up, and he's a fucking awesome guest, and I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Yeah, it was it was one of the coolest conversations I've gotten to have in a long time. Just... You know, Tyler and I yet again building another connection. You know, someone that relationship. He says, "Yeah, yeah." That's you know, the, yeah. It's not. It's you know, to him, it's not. It's not connections. It's a good way to think of it. He, you know, it's a good way to change your mindset and not view um, the connections that you build as connections. You view them as relationships, and you build those relationships down the line, and those are what you know boost you into success. And and you'll get to hear firsthand on on how he got to do that, and it, it's it's just nothing but impressive. Which is pretty dope, too, the way I was introduced to him. Because, yeah, like Andrew said, it was kind of a last-minute thing. And that's such an awesome opportunity that he was able to jump on with us. But how I met Brad was probably a year and a half to almost two years ago. You'll hear it on the podcast, but I just want to explain it now so you get a little briefing before, well, this is the podcast, but the interview (laughs) I met. (laughs) But uh, I kind of reached out because he was doing stuff with the Steeler fan page or SteelerNation.com, it's called, and I was working with them as well. He started doing some podcasting with them. I had looked at his Instagram and Twitter, and I was reading up on all the things he does. And I'm like, wow, this guy is pretty fucking dope. He's a Steelers fan. Like, I just want to reach out just on a general standpoint and just, you know, see if, what kind of relationship, like you said, we can build. And from there on, we talked for a while, like over DMs. We exchanged, you know, information and numbers. We've talked on the phone numerous times. He's reached out a ton. He's a fucking awesome guy. You'll hear in the interview, very motivational. You're definitely going to want to get your ass up when you hear him, but it was pretty dope. Yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, just like Tyler said, it, it was one of the coolest conversations. So uh, excited for you guys to hear that. But, um, you know, we're talking about the weekend and everything. So let's let's round up this weekend in sports. Let's, let's start the day well, off. Yeah, we'll talk about, we're going to talk a little bit with the sports. Obviously, we can wrap that up with, you know, uh, the NFL and also the World Series as well. But we also have a lot of news within the, uh, Music and TV industry as well, so I like to get into that too. But let's start with sports, man. Of course, I'm gonna fucking start it out with my Steelers are six and zero. They gave me a little bit of a scare. We play obviously Tennessee, who was five and zero at the time. 
we were kicking ass at halftime. Like I, dude, I thought it was. A good I thought that kick. game was. I thought that and game was so oh, so over with by three, three interceptions later from Roethlisberger, and we got a three point game. And uh, Gaskowski misses a field goal. We win the game. It was fucking. And nuts. if you got I, on the first podcast, I literally called it. I said that Tannehill oh, was gonna <laughs> go down on a game winning drive at the end of the game and win the fucking game. And I mean, well, they would have tied it. Yeah, it was overtime. Still, though, Goskowski, yeah, that's those aren't field goals that he typically misses. That was forty-five. Either. Wasn't forty? Yeah, it's not even crazy. Like either. he knocked down a fifty-one in the game, so it wasn't like uh, yeah, shit. But I also re-listened to our podcast. I don't remember personally with yours, but going through the week, there's still one more game tonight. I actually was nine and three on my picks, so that was. I didn't go back good. and count. We should. We should though. Every we should week, do we should. That. We should. I definitely. was nine and three. I checked this morning because actually I fact checked this morning because I got a text from. Our buddy John, because he listened to the podcast, appreciate that. And he had tried to call out our picks and say that we were like more than 50% off. So I was like, fuck, there's no way. Because I'm looking through these games and I looked through fucking nine and three. So that's all Chad over there. We had similar picks. We were probably pretty we, close. Yeah, we did. Because I had the Titans, but you had the Panthers and the Saints one. So yeah. we were probably both the same fucking. I, but you know what I did? I did have the Cardinals and they did win last yeah, night. Yeah, you did. Was, that was a big game, by the way. I don't know how they won, but they fucking won. There were some crazy games. You look at the Lions, they won with no, no time left. I'm trying to see what else we got here. Bills played like shit. How about the Cowboys? Dude, Let's talk about that. They're horrible. They're horrible. The Cowboys? They're horrible. Dude, they, they might they, be they have a that might be the saddest story. Named Ben DiNucci. <laughs> That's ben, the quarterback. Dude, where's he at? George Mason, right? So, uh, like James Madison. James Madison, yeah. yeah like that. Some shit like Andy that. Andy Dalton got fucking rocked. rocked. It was disgusting. Um, that team is a shit show. You know what? You know what? You know what it reminds me of. You know, you heard that that first debate of the presidential debate when the guy after said like, "This is like a dumpster fire." Yes, it's whatever yeah, the fuck yeah, he said. Meme. But that's like what the, the fucking Dallas Cowboys are. They are a fucking joke. They are trash. Actual trash. I feel bad though. I do. Oh, another team that won last second was uh, the Browns, thirty-seven, thirty-four. And what's crazy that is was... they were about to cover, but they missed the extra point. Yeah. So it well, pushed. I know the the, the <laughs> pick that I when when I placed the pick for our, our our pick of the day for the podcast it was minus three and a half. Yeah. So, so they would have missed that, but they I got the three. I think. But my book got them. I got them at minus three for yeah. the book. So yeah. that was thankfully that happened. But... Oh, you know what else we missed over the weekend actually happened right after our podcast. Antonio Brown signs with the fucking Tampa Bay Bucks, yeah. who are rolling. That's still my Super Bowl pick. They are fucking amazing. I'm sorry. They're my Tom favorite. Brady looked as good as he's ever had. Five ever TVs, has. A five burger. I think it proves a lot. Of, I mean, I definitely had heard people, analysts, people on ESPN say, you know, that Belichick was the reason that Brady had his success, man. Well, and I am so sorry. Exactly. It, it start. I mean, it's, it's the other way around, 100. percent I definitely don't think that that's the popular opinion. I definitely pe- people don't well, cap first, on Brady like that. When Cam Newton had a couple good games to start before he got COVID, and Brady like wasn't all that. No, no, I mean great at the beginning of the no, season. No, but he's had a six touch or no, I think he's had two five touchdown games. But still, that's pretty fucking good. For I had him, I had him in fantasy old. against your ass this week in our club oh, league, dude. <laughs> I'm your your fantasy leagues. Yeah, I'm one and six and zero oh and seven. <laughs> so not not doing too hot right now, but. Yeah, there's a game tonight though. There is the Bears and the Rams. We kind of touched on that. I got the Rams tonight, but that's a that's the game tonight. You're, 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 your Colts had a bye. So. Colts had a bye this week. They probably lost the bye week. So no, they're four and two. as much as I said, they're four and two. So. They are four and two. That's, good. that's a big loss for Tennessee though. It's huge. We're one game out of first place you now. You got to beat them. Yeah. 
Got to be in there. Some other news. If we're going to jump right into music, because that was kind of... Yeah, well, actually, music. before that, I want to talk a little bit about the World Series. Not sure if you got to catch many of much yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I watched the tail end of they, this. Uh, this the Dodgers game. were up 2-1 in the series over the weekend. They had lost on a crazy walk-off over the weekend, which was just a fucking gross-ass play by the center field. It was just not good. But anyway, it was tied. They won last night. They're going to game six. Dodgers... I think are going to close it out. Are they tonight? I think they play or no tomorrow. I think they play, but they're going to close it out. I think I'm glad they've been there for like the past few years. Other than last year, they've been there. They just come up short. They choke like every fucking year, but this is the year I think for the Dodgers. I'd rather see it. I don't want to see Tampa. Tampa's no. done really well with that salary cap that they use. And like, there's not really salary cap in baseball, but with the little budget that they use and find these random ass guys that nobody's ever fucking heard of. But you know what? It's going to bed tomorrow night. Tampa, I don't. I I'd rather have LA get their their two their two championships. Yeah. Than fucking Tampa. Or, or yeah, I I just I can't. I don't want to see fucking Tampa because especially with the fucking uh, Bucks threatening too. Hmm? With the Bucks threatening too as a, oh. as a favorite, are they? Bucks. Do you think they are? Bucks. Do you think the Bucks could win the Super Bowl? Yeah, but what's because? But I'm saying if the Rays won, then then they'd win oh. three major sports titles. Oh fuck! Because the hockey team. Yeah. Holy shit! I didn't even think of they that. They would win three major sports titles in a year. Yeah. The, the COVID, the COVID fucking. All right, let's give three it to LA. Then. I'll take LA with two. Yeah, I'm taking. Yeah, I, I don't want to see Tampa do that. Shit. <laughs> I don't know any. I don't know any Tampa fans for for shit. Just so. hopefully Drake doesn't put the Dodgers jersey on. It'll be all right. <laughs> he probably will though. Drake, but Bieber, that. Bieber can't do that shit either. Bieber, Bieber curse, had a too. curse too. Drake was the biggest curse until Toronto won the the chip. But so did but he Bieber likes him too. So it's like kind of both. Maybe they like offset it. But <laughs> speaking of both of them, to be honest, over the weekend I think it was Saturday. Yeah, Drake and Bieber. Yeah, Drake. Um, he came out. Uh, Certified Lover Boys, his next album. I'm pretty sure the first single off it was Laugh Now, Cry Later. If I'm, I could be wrong, but I thought that's what he posted a while back. But over the, he said a while back that, like, you know, kind of in the beginning of Corona, that um, Certified Lover Boy, he didn't have a title at the time, was going to come out during the summer. That didn't end up, it was his little, it was his tapes that he dropped, that project that he dropped. It's all right. I, I like it, but it's all right. Not his, not his best, but. No, definitely he, not. He uh, said, uh, he put this cool video on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it. It was like all his, like, old albums. Was, like, yeah, it was now. like a, yeah. And now, fucking January 2021. I'm excited. I, I'm, I, I definitely have always loved Drake. You know, day one since we used to listen to him back in fucking middle school on the radio. Uh, back care, with Take Care. Grade. All the I Take Care vibes. Seventh grade, because I was listening to those songs the other day. The two fucking amazing albums in seventh grade were Take Care and Rolling Papers by Wiz Khalifa. Both Rolling Papers, amazing. that's right. <laughs> yeah, like Black oh my and Yellow. God. And like Roll Up on my level. And that was the, the Jay-Z Kanye with oh, like... Oh yeah, that was the same. That was the Jay-Z Kanye album yeah, that right. came out too. That, that year was, was good music. That was good Whatever music. Whatever year that was, we were in seventh grade. It was uh, like, like 13? 11. Or no, 11. Yeah. Holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> 2011, like almost 10 years. Yeah, like yeah 10 years ago. Yeah. That's crazy. I But yeah, I've, I've always been a fan of Drake, but... Like we talked about in the first podcast, Drake could burp on a mic for forty-five <laughs> minutes, and people would, his little and it would go platinum. Things. Yeah, I, I, I like the, I like the British Drake like though. I like the, the OVO ting type little, Drake. He might be in his feels a little bit on this one. Lover boy, he might be. Yeah, certified like lover that. boy. Like it might be like a take type. care type, like take care two type vibe. That better. I don't come mind at it. some point, but. I don't think he'll ever do it. You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe it'll be something like that. But you also told me, I didn't really hear much about it, but you told me that Cuddy's also dropping something. Yeah, Man on the Moon. The the trilogy continues. He dropped the whole 
dropped a whole clip about it. Um, it was a really cool animation, actually. It was just kind of like highlighting the years of Cuddy, and then it was like a slight preview with like a small snippet of one of the songs that I assume are going to be on it. But uh, he's been active lately. You know, he had the song with Travis. He Travis, had the, he had yeah. a song with Eminem, which was weird. Just <laughs> Eminem you know, still drops shit when nobody has no any clue. No, Eminem does drop shit. People will hate on people will hate on him forever, but you know you you can't you can't cap on greatness or the numbers. No, he does the same thing shit, with Drake. But though. He does drop shit at random times. Like, no he does. He does. Him. Yeah, but like people people shit on Drake for for just being Drake for no apparent reason, and it's like, dude, check, you, you, sales, you check, check the stats, fucking, dude. Like, check his fucking bank. Yeah, it it really checks over stripes. Oh, that's. That's, that him? That, no, that's yeah. Kanye. No, well, talking he's shit talking about shit about Kanye. That was yeah. after the whole uh, yeah push a T bullshit. Mm, that, yeah, that whole thing with the Kardashian push a T, all that bullshit. But also in staying in the music industry, we kind of touched on. I don't. I know that Andrew and I kind of watched it a little bit last year when Bieber dropped that album. Yeah. But he's coming out with his uh, second docu series. The first one was was pretty dope because you actually get to see in depth with Bieber because he was out for like. He was in some features, but he was out on his own music for like four or five years. He just took a huge break. No one had any fucking clue where this guy was, but he was actually like working on himself. Like he was had a serious drug problem and serious issues with that. He, you know, detoxed several times, yeah. and tried to get sober. And it, it looks like he's doing really well in the marriage with, with Haley, obviously. Yeah, I definitely think she, she, oh, yeah, yeah, that's been so like the healthiest thing for him was oh, finding like yeah, getting a healthy relationship. Too. Getting rid of Selena probably too. <laughs> I, just getting rid of all of his old habits. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, I like, I get it. None of us can know what it feels like to be just throwing tens of millions of dollars at. Then that and that's, that's what I'm kind of jumping old. into in right. this new docu series because he dropped that song "Lonely," which is a tough song to listen to. Like, it is. It's <laughs> sad, man. Like he's kind of. You, I'm sure you've heard it, but he's kind of you know hinting at the fact that he was famous at 15, 16 years old, and it's it's tough to give, like you said, all this kid money that young and just sometimes like. They're, they're regular people, too. I get they're in the spotlight. It's kind of what they – well, he, I wouldn't say he truly signed up for it. He just kind of got noticed. But that's kind of what you're doing when you get in the industry. But like you said, like, we have rough times all the time. So I couldn't imagine, like, just just being fucking people in your face all the time. Just all of, and you, Everything you do and say, it, it could be stuff that we do on a regular. Like, when, he's 20, when he was 21 years old, he did fucked up shit that I'm sure we've done or other people have done. It just – you don't know because you everything he does, he's one of the biggest stars of all time. So that's kind of what it looks like his next docuseries is about. It's kind of basing off, I'm sure it's about probably a new album. That's probably promoting a new album, I'm right. sure. He's yeah, come definitely. Out. Like, he has Holy, that song. I think there are the two songs on it. But he's probably promoting a new album. But it's pretty dope. I liked his last shit, so hopefully that's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, you know, people have always hated on Bieber. Tyler and I have always have actually I, stuck I with Bieber th- and that's through the thing, thick and, and thin. You know what's crazy? We... we at first, when he was younger, it was like, oh, all the girls loved him. And I still kind of liked his shit. But now you see as his music grows and yeah. he gets older, he gets more fan base from even, like, the guy fan base as well. Because he, he's he's really, he's a good fucking, like, he's respectable. Like, he's a great artist. You can hate on Bieber all you want. He's done No matter shit, what. But, but like, if you listen to him sing, if you listen to him, like, sing in a, like, a, just look up a YouTube video of him singing live or yeah, something. I, the dude, dude's got a crazy voice. He's, he's mad talented. that song, uh, Holy and Lonely, on... One of those like I don't know if it was like SN, one of those late shows, and he sang it like yeah. the other day. I dude, he's fucking good. Like he's just good. yeah. I mean, you can't like if you were to go and watch The Voice or, or some shit like that, and just listen to someone singing, 
and he were to be on there and you'd have no idea who he was, you'd be like, holy fuck, this kid, or, you know, this guy now, a grown-ass man, but yeah, no. <laughs> this guy <laughs> is, is fucking incredible, you know, and, and people just used to shit on him because he sounded like a girl and all this. But he was like, also like 15, I'm but sure like, imagine, like Yeah, <laughs> like imagine being 15 years old and like making all this money and like, it's it seems like you're being successful but you have just millions and millions and millions of people Screw telling that. you yeah. that you sound like a bitch you sound like a you know you, you just sound awful you know you sound like a girl you sound like something that you aren't and like all you're trying to do is just put out and music. exactly and when he's that young and he's doing things like i'm sure he did things that he shouldn't have done obviously he did stupid shit and got arrested but he and he did drugs that he shouldn't have done but like, let's, you know, people, you know, try things like that. And it yeah, happens. Like, it's it just, it just, it just happens. And you did, you, since he is one of the tops, it's going to, he's going to get, you know, fucking attacked for it from people yeah. that people that are hypocrites and they'll do the same thing. But I respect, I respect his life choices and life changes that he's made now because Very he, he moved. Now. Yeah. Very. He moved, he, well, he moved out of the States. He, he lives in, in Canada. Yeah. He lives in nice Canada nice. now. Nice. Nice. I mean, obviously, he has his LA place, but Canada's where he, I would Canada's say. his home, yeah. like where he's gonna start his family. And you know, the, I feel like no artist, like, and I mean, no artist, do that shit now. And it's like he's not retired or anything like that, but he's out kind of living home. a secluded lifestyle where he's got obviously everything he possibly could want, but he's just out doing his thing. He's you know? staying at Bieber. You know what else I saw with him? I heard, actually I heard it on the radio, which this would be something else, and I know you'd agree with this. So in the past, you know, he's kind of compared to guys like Sean Mendez. Sean Mendez is pretty, yeah. pretty good artist as yeah. well. Sean Mendez, he he dated uh Haley too. Oh, oh he, no, did? he did dating Camille. Oh, he Camille. dated I did not Yeah, know so like when him and Bieber when they broke up the first time, that was like her like almost like rebound, I would say. I remember cuz I saw it in some type of video, but so it, it's always been like a, you know, I'm sure there's like a little unspoken type of beef. I'm sure it's a little awkward, but I heard on the radio that uh, Bieber, he was in LA. He's been in LA the past lately. And Bieber, Haley, um, were at Mendez's house together. I'm sure Camilo was there too, but because they're dating. But right. they were at his house, and people like paparazzi caught it or something like that. They were at his house, uh, kind of later in the day, and they were I don't know, they were, they were said that they were there for a while, pretty much. So they were t- they were hinting at because someone had asked Mendez after that, like, is there a collab coming? And he said he's not denying it or he's not saying there is so if we get a mendez bieber collab that would be fucking nice. i mean they probably made music it's just whether or not bieber actually wants to put it right on his album exactly it's but, like that's tough but like but bieber and mendez together like dude that they're mendez is yeah mendez is good too mendez has a really I, good I think bieber's voice. better but yeah i think we just need i don't know i think bieber has like the ability i, I he think he's hit with drake bro <laughs> I, I i just think bieber needs to like hit that he hit the level of like stardom at such a young age, but I don't think he's gotten like back to that point. But like, I think he can. I think he if he releases like all the right songs and like that a, album, that just he, like a 13, 12, 13 song yeah. uh, album, just that album a banger. He dropped was more of like his honeymoon kind of song. Yeah, like he, and, he's over yeah. his like childish phase, yep. and now he's kind of moved on. And now I feel like he's needs to go back to just like making music for like pop sake you know just uh, make it making bops just justin bieber type of shit. i'm definitely looking forward to that and right before we jump into this interview because obviously we had some big news over the weekend that we we're talking about before we get into this interview i also wanted to drop the fact that we had talked about in the last podcast but borat i was kind of mentioning with him yeah that was one of the bigger things that came out on friday i hadn't seen either 
I watched the first Borat that night that after the night after and I laughed so hard. Like that was so funny. I actually got I I don't I didn't watch like totally the full thing through. I had watched the second one and still like laugh out loud hilarious. I don't know if it's because I just watched both at the same time, it was like the wrong time, but I kinda like I think the first one was like a lot funnier, but it was definitely it, it definitely hit the lot I'm sure it made a lot of money that weekend. Oh, big time. <laughs> and especially with how they've shifted it to, to streaming services. I mean, I don't think they could have. The Mike Pence thing was hilarious. By yeah, the way. that that yeah. that's out of control. I don't think they could have put it on like in the movie theater though. Obviously, I think it's no. too fucked up. No, I don't think they. I don't even think they put the first board. In the movie. I don't remember what they did with it. I, and I can't believe though. I didn't know that that shit. Like, maybe not in the second one as much, but at least in the first one, a lot of shit's real. Like he just did that. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. No, he goes and he fucks like, with real people. <laughs> Dude, like it's so fucked up. Like it is real. No, in the second one he does too. No, you can tell. Yeah. Like like when he, he went, went that, like when he went into the when he went into the shop and he asked about like how much how much propane it would take to finish somebody at the beginning of the movie. Like I honestly think that that store owner was real and he was like helping. He was like he was like how many yeah. he was like how many gas canisters would it take to to kill like sixteen people in a van. Yeah, and the um, store owner was like helping him with the answer, yeah, and like you can tell that it's definitely not like, I don't think it's fake. No, I, I, a lot it was of it. jokes. I'll give it to you. It was jokes. It is. It, it's not. Yeah, don't don't go into watching that movie thinking that you're gonna watch like a story filled blockbuster movie. Like it's literally just like, like a more raunchier, less like graphic jackass type movie. You know where they don't just like hurt themselves. It's just they're going around kind of like fucking with people and there's yeah. a kind of small storyline attached to it nah i loved it though funny it was great it was amazing that was kind of the weekend wrapped up in sports and entertainment and without further ado can't wait to show you this interview here's brad lambert coming on now on the podcast we're bringing on brad lambert he's a producer talent manager international speaker this man has worked with from sports to the movie industry. He's worked with Disney, Marvel, Sony, Warner Brothers, Universal, Fox, CBS, ABC, NBC. He's based out of Los Angeles. What more can you get? Brad Lambert, thanks for coming on, brother. <laughs> Great intro. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> Great to be here. Thanks for hopping on today, Brad. Um, honestly, we just, uh, we're just thanking you for, for taking the time out of your day to, to join us. Um, Obviously, like Tyler just said, uh, a man with with your resume is obviously is obviously really really busy. So uh, why don't you give us a little bit of a look into what you do on a daily basis uh, in today's world, especially with COVID going on and all that? Uh, yeah, I mean it. It really changes from day to day. That's that's what I love about what I do is I'm not strictly doing one thing every single day. Um, which makes it exciting and fast paced and ever changing. So, you know, one minute I could be working on a campaign with a, a major studio, with uh, a creator or an influencer or talent in general. The next day I could be producing a TV show or a feature film that I'm working on. Uh, the day after that I could be uh, speaking at a university. Like it, it really varies from day to day and that's what I love so much about it is I'm out there actively chasing my passions uh things that I love things that make me happy and I'm providing whatever value I can in and around those things to make it a bigger part of my life and Brad uh obviously you have a great resume and your networking that you've developed over the years is just incredible 
And, you know, obviously networking is the biggest key to this. Like you, you've made it, pre- you've made it pretty far off the totem pole and you're still trying to be great. So that's like what we'd love to see out of that. Thanks, man. I mean, you know, in, in my younger days, um, I called it networking. Uh, today, I called it building relationships. And if you really want to go far, if you want to do things in the right way, you have to build genuine relationships with other people. Uh, networking, for the most part, has a negative connotation to it now, uh, mostly ulterior motives or, you know, I'm befriending this person to get XYZ or I'm going to hang out with this person to get this. You need to build relationships with other people. You need to put the genuine time into building and establishing those relationships, establishing that trust, that camaraderie, that uh, emotional bond. You know, those things are really important, Uh, especially as you get higher and higher up the totem pole, as you mentioned. People just don't have time for bullshit, you know. So it's like they have people texting and emailing and DMing them all day long asking for stuff. So when you come in with a genuine approach and a value first approach, instead of asking for things, that's where you really get stuff done. Um, so that's something that I really challenge people who are listening to this and, and the audience in general is like, you know, don't look at it so much as networking, like collecting Pokemon cards. I need to know everybody. We're, we're talking about building genuine relationships. And, you know, Tyler, you and I have known each other for a while now, and that's where it started. You know, we, we kind of connected in, in our love and passion for the Steelers, and, and that's kind of how we hit it off, you know. So it's taking that genuine approach and, and not just connecting with someone for the sake of connecting with them, but genuinely caring about them as a person, uh, professionally what they do, their family, their likes, you know, their passions, etc. That really goes a long way. Yeah, I was going to jump into that as well, Brad. We probably, I think I reached out, it had to be over a year ago, maybe a year, almost a year and a half ago, probably coming up on two, honestly. But I remember it was through our passion of the Steelers, and I just shot you a DM. I was really interested in what you do, and obviously for my career path as well. And I thought you, honestly, were just super genuine with me. You were honest. Honestly, you could tell me straight up, like, if you want to do it, like, go fucking do it. And then I remember our first phone call, we talked like for almost like probably an hour and like that, every, all the information that you gave me, like I've built from that. And what was very important to me too, brother, is when I want to say it was a few, like during quarantine, kind of the beginning, middle stages, like during the summer, you gave me a call just out of the blue and just, we talked for like 45 minutes just to check up how I was doing. And the fact that you're always looking you know, to make sure other people are doing well, like not even just yourself. Because obviously there is some people in the industry that, you know, don't, you know, care much about others, but you care about people succeeding. And that's awesome about you, brother. And I really appreciate you for that. Well, thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. I think it's really important, man. I think, uh, you know, especially now, uh, you know, personally speaking, this has been a really difficult year for me. Uh, Personally, professionally, uh, COVID has affected many aspects of my life, many aspects of many people's lives. Um, and you know, professionally it's, it's really impacted the entertainment industry. So I've had to pivot and make some changes and be scrappy. And, you know, I'm, I'm not on the usual thing that I do, you know, things have changed. So I've, I've had to adapt. So 
so, you know, I've had days where I've been really depressed and, and I still have those days and it's a very up and down kind of life right now. Um, and it's important to care about other people uh, because we're all affected by this. We're all dealing with, with the obstacles and the changes that, you know, this scenario has presented. And I think it's important to really, you know, think about others more than just yourself. And when you do that, you not only build a deeper bond and a deeper relationship, but you also build a really good reputation for yourself because people will then look at you as someone who is not self-absorbed and someone who actually gives a shit about other people, which, you know, sad to say is rare today. Definitely. Um, and it's, it's pretty, uh, I definitely respect your statement and, um, you know, it is really humbling to hear someone that is that that's successful as you that has to go through the same exact things that we feel on a daily basis too. You know, we're just, Tyler and I are just finishing up our last year of college. You know, it's, we haven't had, you know, real world taste really that much yet. You know, we haven't really been let out of school yet. So sure. um, it's really humbling to see that, you know, everybody is going through this right now, you know, and it's, it's, we're all in this in a sort of togetherness standpoint. It's, it's not like, anyone else has, you know, has it, has it better off than others. Everyone has to deal with the hardships that are going on with, you know, the isolation and stuff right now. So it is really humbling to hear you, um, you know, also finding ways to grind through it and also finding ways to motivate yourself and also just carry on, you know, not, not submit to the obstacles that are being thrown at you, you know? You have to. And, you know, I think it's really important that, you know, I, I never want to be unattainable to others, you know, especially right. those that are younger than me. Um, I truly believe that if you do things the right way and work your ass off and talking directly to you guys in three to five years, you can be where I'm at. You know, like I, I believe that right. I, I don't ever want to create this illusion that like I'm unattainable or you'll never be me, you know, like that's like. Jeff Bezos, and, you know, Bill Gates, like, give me a break, you know, it's like, th those are guys that are, you know, very special and, and unique in that regard, but like, dude, I'm, I'm just a guy, man, I'm a guy out here chasing my passions, providing value, and, and just trying to do what I can to, to live a happy life, it's, it's not something that I'm trying to be famous, or, you know, be an influencer, or anything like that, like, it's, it's truly like, you know, I want to be a person of influence. That's way different than being an influencer. Um, you know, I want to help as many people as I can. I want to add value in as many situations as I can. And, you know, to do that, you have to give a shit about other people and other things. And, Absolutely. you know, we are all capable of doing that. Uh, some people just choose to do that more than others. Exactly. Um, and, and actually, to segue into our, my next question, actually, um, it, it, it's pretty apparent. I, I, Tyler has a connection with you um, from the past. I, I really haven't uh, ever spoken to you before. So I did a little research on, you know, just the stuff that you've done and the work that you've done. And, and it's amazing and actually really cool to see that you've actually done some work with uh, Robert Downey Jr. And I, you know, our viewer or our listeners would really, you know, enjoy to definitely hear a little bit about that adventure that you've gone on with, uh, you know, the Iron Man star and then one of yeah. the movies, you know, one of Hollywood's biggest stars at the moment. For sure. No, Robert's a legend. I was, I was very lucky, man. You know, I think it's important going back to what I said of, of building genuine relationships and always adding value and trying to better other people's lives. And when you do that, good things tend to happen. 
you know, if you're always a value first person, you will most likely have an increase of value coming back your way. But if you're the person who's always asking for things, generally value does not come back, right? So if, if there was a scale of value added to value, you know, received on my behalf, my value added far outweighs what I received. And that's by design, right? Right. But that's the point when you live your life a, a, a value uh, added life and, and you're constantly trying to just bring happiness to others and, and, you know, put a smile on somebody else's face and lead with kindness and do things like that. You have a good reputation. People will appreciate you genuinely and good things happen. And, and I had an opportunity to, to move out to Los Angeles and, and work with Robert and his incredible team. And that's something I will be forever grateful for. And I constantly think of it to this day. That was almost five years ago. Um, and it was an experience of a lifetime. And I was able to get a shotgun intro to the Hollywood industry and everything that, that uh, it was just a, a dream come true. And uh, me being a huge Marvel fan and supporter and to work with my favorite actor and, and a guy I really admire and look up to, um, you know, that's what life's about, man. You know, straight up, like, uh, everything that I've done and accomplished so far in my life is no accident. You know, I, I go after what I'm passionate about, uh, you know, whether it be football, working with the Steelers and working with my favorite athletes and, you know, having genuine relationships with them and then, you know, moving on and being able to work with Robert and other, you know, Chris Hemsworth and the Russos and whoever I can, you know, add value to and just collaborate with that. That's what it's about, you know, because at the end of the day, we're left with these experiences and moments and that's, that's our legacy, right? You know, that's, Definitely. that's what we have. So we have one life to live. If you're not out there, you know, chasing your passions and doing something you love, you're doing it wrong. You need to make a change. Uh, because I truly believe, you know, within reason, you can do whatever you want, you know, within reason, uh, within reality. Um, you know, if you put the work in and you do things the right way and you're patient, it may not happen overnight, but if you're patient, good things tend to happen. So you have to ride with the ups and the downs and the, the failures and the setbacks, which are constant and very consistent. Um, and if you're able to do that, you're very tough in your approach. You know, I, I truly believe good things happen. And for me, you know, as I'm sitting here talking to you guys, I'm, I'm looking in, the, uh, uh, in front of me and I see the uh, Robert gave me uh, a, a poster uh, wow. that's autographed and says, to Brad, go steal town. All the best is in the burr. Robert Daniels Jr. Awesome. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and that's, yeah, keep going. No, I was just saying, like, you know, working with, with him and his team and, you know, uh, one of my closest friends to this day is, is Robert's basically best friend and right-hand man. And um, he's like my brother. I talk to him almost every day. He he was pivotal in, in making that happen for me and, and giving me that opportunity. And and I wouldn't be where I am today without him. And he's the one that's, you know, given me experiences and, and moments that, you know, I will never forget. And, and it's because he leads a life the way I do, where if I had the opportunity to do something nice for somebody else, I'm going to do it. And, and I, I love that guy to death. He's, he's my brother, he's family. And, and it was a guy that I connected with on social media, man. And, and it just kind of blossomed into a, a lifelong friendship. And, 
you know, everything that I've experienced out here in LA, it would not be possible without him. And, uh, you know, those are the kind of people I want to surround myself with good, you know, people who have big hearts who are, you know, giving, you know, and that's, those are the kind of people you want to be around, you know, people who are not just self-absorbed and all in their own shit, you know, mm-hmm. people who, who will like, you know, he gave me that poster, you know, I didn't ask for it. He just did it because he knew I was a big fan, you know, and, and that's, that's what it's about is paying it forward. And it's, it's, it's doing the little things where, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, do you think that was a, a life changing thing to ask Robert to sign a piece of paper? No. You know what I mean? It, it probably took three minutes max. But that is a lifelong thing that I will never get rid of. And it is an endless source of happiness for me. Right? Right. That's you know, awesome. It, and that's that's what it's about. You know, same thing with like, you know, the the different experiences I've had in sports, you know, working with Willie Parker, working with Cam Hayward, Ryan Chase Deer, you know, Heinz Ward, Troy Paul Mahler, like that's those are guys that I would lose my mind for on Sundays. Exactly. Like I, I still to this day, you know, it's it's different dream now job. because I'm Yeah, well it's once again, man, it's it's going to create that dream job. Mm-hmm. You know? What makes you happy? I, I had this conversation with Tyler. Oh, you're a student fan? Well what are you doing? Reach out, add value. Mm-hmm. You know, you have an opportunity, reach out, say what you can do, say what you can provide to other people and watch what happens. And look, now he's working with San Antonio Holmes. Like that, that's no accident, you know, but it, it's, it's the, it's the, the gusto to, to ask. If you don't ask, you don't get, right? If you'll you never know. You know. Yeah, exactly. So why not ask and see what happens? You know, my mom always taught me that. Like, hey, if you don't ask, you don't get, period. So if you ask, you have a great chance of getting it. If you don't ask, you will never get it, period. So, right, because you'd rather hear no than not hear anything at all, you know? Exactly. That you you got to swing for the fence, man, in every aspect of your life. Pursuing a job opportunity, asking out a girl who may seem to be a billion miles out of your league. Like, whatever. Just ask, bro. Like, be fearless in your approach for what you want, period. It doesn't matter. You know, there are no rules. You just have to get it done. Totally agree, bro. And honestly, I wanted to transition into that. So, with you... Being in L.A. now. So originally you are from Pittsburgh, correct? Yep. So being from Pittsburgh and moving into the L.A. scene, I'm sure it was a crazy transition. So one, can you talk about that? But two, also, I know you personally started with Willie Parker. You were young, just like us, honestly, even before us. And you, you know, have reached out and built that relationship with Willie Parker. And through that, you got in with the Steelers. And how, from the Steelers connections, were you able to, you know, branch out and work with guys like Robert Downey Jr. and work with guys in California in the industry? So how was that transition from Pittsburgh to L.A.? Like, was that a tough transition? And, you know, how did that really come about starting with the Steeler lifestyle? Well, I mean, it all stems from, you know, I want to work and do things around the things I'm passionate about, right? Mm-hmm. So with the Steelers, it was like, Willie Parker's my favorite player. I want to I wanna have a genuine relationship with Willie. I know that sounds crazy, but that's how I looked at it. Like, I want to be able to hit up Willie and say, what's up, bro? How's your mm-hmm. day going? Yeah. You know? And people are like, are you fucking crazy? Like, yeah. Like, that's that's what I wanted. I didn't want anything. I didn't want, like, I didn't go in like, oh, I got to get an autograph and I'm, I'm, I'm 
introduce him. Like, yeah. no, that, that's not why I wanted it. I wanted to know these guys on a personal level. I wanted to be there for those guys on a personal, professional level. Like, whatever value and, and things I could do for these guys to, to help make their lives better, I wanted to be that guy, right? right. So from, like, 16, 17 years old, man, that's I was reaching out, trying to connect with people. I was able to connect with Willie, and, and it took you know, uh, some time to, to build a relationship. But once that relationship was established, man, it was like, you know, no different than me talking to you guys, you know? And that's that's the thing I want to say is like, whether it's Robert Downey Jr. or Willie Parker or me or you, we're all the same. We just have different jobs and different lives, you know? Right. And, and that's the thing. It's like, when I, when I talk to Robert, I'm not starstruck, mm-hmm. you know? I, I'm just, I've never been starstruck because I've always understood that these are just other people, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. When I first heard his voice when I was in the office <laughs> and he was down the hall, I was geeked. But that's, that's just like, that's just, you know, human nature, man. It's like, yeah. wow, that's, I, I literally hear Downey down the hallway and he, he just walked in the office. It's like, he's here. Like, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to meet him. That's you know, crazy. when I shook his hand for the first time, it was, you know, hey, Robert, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm really happy to be here, you know, and I really respect you and your work. The end. It wasn't, you know, crying or mental. Oh, my God, or, yeah. Yeah, it's like, but that's the thing. Like, you know, funny enough, you know, a lot of people enter these situations. They're like, oh, can I get a pick? Oh, can I get an autograph? Oh, Willie, can you sign this? Like, I don't do that. I've, I've done Robert and his team for, like, five years. And just... This past December, I finally got a picture with him. Five years. Wow. And I, I've had so many opportunities to ask and, and, and do it, but out of respect and wanting to show that this isn't why I'm doing this, right? Mm-hmm. I've never asked for it, you know, because that wasn't important. What was important is the time that we spent together. What was important is the conversations that we had, the interactions that we had, not getting an autograph or getting a photo, right? But for me, this experience with Robert and his team, I did want one photo just so I could put a, a you know, finish that that track, right? right. And, and have something to look back on for the rest of my life. And I had that. I was at his, I was at his Christmas party in December, and I, I asked, and it was so funny because he was laughing. He was like, get over here. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like... And it was like a funny joke, you know, but That's I didn't want awesome. it to be a, I didn't want wow. it to be a thing, you know, and I never asked for it, you know, and, and that's, I have no intentions of asking for another one. Now, if the opportunity presents itself, I'm certainly not going to say no, mm-hmm. but like for me, that's, it, it's more important for me to look back and Robert knows that he's seen me many, many times. He knows who I am. He knows my name. Like when he sees me, he connects the dots. Like that's important to me. But he doesn't look at me and say, wow, that's that asshole that asked for a picture the first time I met him. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's important because that's that's what sets you apart. When you're with Santonio, you treat him like a normal human being. Exactly. He appreciates that because he doesn't want to be, you know, fangirled over and, and just treated like a weirdo. Like, mm-hmm. they get that enough. So when you set yourself apart, you know, like, people remember that. Mm-hmm. And, and for good reason. So... For me, going from from sports to to entertainment, that wasn't like that was just me 
follow my passions, man, and living my life. And I'm always trying to surround myself with people who I admire and who inspire me. Doesn't matter like what they do or how they do it. It's it's if I find you interesting, if if I admire you for your work ethic and what you've accomplished in your life, like I don't care if you're a cello player or you know a professional athlete or a superstar actor. Like I don't care as long as you're a good person, right? And that that's that's how I live my life. So for me, that's that's how I go about it. So you know, from sports, it was just kind of a organic transition out to LA. And the chips fell where they where they may, and it was something that you know for the first time in my life I was literally like this is meant to be. Um, it was a very just insane uh, development and and the way things went, and you know it's something I'll never forget. And I'm I'm here now. I'm I'm here to stay. Uh, I wish uh, Pittsburgh was down the street, but it's hmm. not. Um, you know I I am building to have the opportunity to be bi-coastal so mm-hmm. I can come back to Pittsburgh and, and do the things on the East Coast that I want to do. But, you know, I, I don't plan on leaving L.A. You know, there's there's too much opportunity here. Um, it's where I want to be. I want to be producing. I want to work with talent. And that's what's great about L.A. is it has sports. It has fashion. It has music. It has gaming. It has, obviously, the film and TV industries. Everything's here. So no matter what you want to do within the entertainment umbrella, it's here. Whereas, like, Pittsburgh is sports, mm-hmm. right? right? Or you go to New York and you have sort of entertainment, music, and fashion, and obviously the, the financial Wall Street. Right. People, right. But, like, here, it, there's everything. So, like, if I want to jump in the pool of gaming for a few months, fantastic. You know, I don't want to limit myself. So I, I want to be able to to work on multiple different things at a time and, and you know, lend my talents and, and the value that I have to, to multiple passions at any given moment. So for me, that's what's exciting and, and to meet these people and to have interactions and, and, and call them friends and just have relationships. That means more to me than anything. So, you know, and I'm constantly you know, letting people know that I appreciate them. Like, it's, you know, it's important to do that. Uh, the, the man I told you about who helped me get out here to L.A., I just texted him literally before I got on the call with you guys and just, you know, love you, brother. You know, mm-hmm. no, not, not not asking for anything, just a sign of appreciation and gratitude. Right. You know, and that, that goes a long way, man, because it's, you know, we all want to be loved, we all want to be appreciated, and, you know, if, if someone does you a solid, you, you should be thankful for that and, and be appreciative of that and acknowledge that you are where you're at because of the help of other people. Nobody is self-made. If they say they're self-made, they're full of shit because it's not, it's not real. It's not real life. Right. Okay? It's all about those connections. No, it's, it's, it's relationships. It's all about relationships, but more importantly... It's acknowledging that I would not be in Los Angeles without the help of other people. Right, for sure. You'll meet people that'll be like, oh, I'm self-made, I'm full of shit. Definitely. And um, so we we uh we actually um, also noticed that you've been... So, Tyler, if you didn't know, Tyler and I have uh, both done some work, well, obviously both with San Antonio Homes with uh, marketing. Um, we've also both gone to school for marketing. 
Um, and then we also see that you have a pretty extensive background with marketing as well, um, yeah. working on the one of the biggest movies of all time in Avengers Endgame and then also um, yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home. Would you mind diving in a little bit on uh, your experience in the marketing field, uh, especially out in uh, Hollywood? Look, man, that, that's primarily my background is a marketing business background, right? So for me, I've, I understand the digital space. I understand social media. I understand content. I understand advertising. I understand everything that comes with that, right? So for me, you know, sometimes getting in the door on certain things is through the marketing angle. Sometimes it's through producing. Sometimes it's through management. Uh, in regards to Avengers Endgame, funny story, I did work with Warner Brothers uh, after I was with Downey, um, and I was there for two years managing their marketing campaigns and producing content for their uh, campaigns on social media and things of that nature. So that was a great experience. But I always wanted to work for Disney and work with Marvel and be a part of those releases and campaigns and once again chasing my passions right so i applied for multiple jobs and man i probably had two or three opportunities all of which i came runner up man wow now that's failure okay that that is you lost but it pushes you man right that fuel so it, it it pushed me i didn't give up on that goal and that's the, the point of this conversation is Correct, to, yeah. to tell you this story where most people would give up. Well, I didn't get my job with Disney, so I'm never going to work on any Marvel film ever. I took that and I was like, all right, cool. I ended up doing my own thing and, and creating opportunities and working with all the different studios and working on campaigns and working with talent and artists and creatives and bringing creatives to the studios and leveraging what they could do to add further value to the campaigns for the studios, right? So that's what I did. I, I, I signed the biggest artist at the time, and uh, I brought him to all the studios. He had never worked with a studio prior, so I told him out of the gate that I was going to get him Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home, and I did those things, and I was able to you know, help him achieve his dreams and his passions all the while while I was living mine, you know? Wow. And and at the beginning, like I said, when I didn't get those jobs with Disney and Marvel, I was devastated. But then, flash forward, I ended up working on the biggest movie of all time, mm -hmm. Avengers Endgame. And then I followed that up with being mm -hmm. a part of the Spider-Man Far From Home campaign. And I'm literally, uh, like, going... <laughs> Off of what I said earlier, I'm looking at the the work that we did, which is uh, the artists I worked with created, you know, uh, posters basically for the campaign, right? So I'm looking at that poster that he designed that we we worked on. I got the deal done. I, I handled all the business stuff, and we worked together on it. I'm looking at it on my wall right now, and it's signed by the entire cast. Oh my gosh. That's so Jesus, once again, th this is this is. Let me be very clear. Yeah. This is not a flex. Exactly. This is not. Look how fucking cool I am. This is a. If you are passionate about something, you don't fucking stop until it happens, and that is a constant reminder on my wall. All the bullshit, all the failures, all the setbacks, all the adversity that I faced, I ended up accomplishing the thing I wanted to do, which is work with Disney and Marvel. 
and I ended up doing it on the biggest movie of all time, and one of the greatest movies of all time. And it's, it, you know, through my guy that I mentioned earlier, he helped me out, so did the Russos, and we ended up getting signed by literally almost everybody. And, and that's something that is right next to the Robert poster, and, you know, I have an Infinity War poster right next to that that's signed by almost everybody. It's, it's those things that, once again, it, it motivates you, it, it tells you to keep going, it, it tells you that nothing is unattainable, right? So for me, when we did Avengers Endgame and the success that that, you know, how it unfolded and, and the value that the studio got and just the incredible experience that was for everybody involved, I followed that up with, with working with Sony um, on Far From Home. And I grew up with Spider-Man the Animated Series, which mm-hmm. I love. It's on Disney Plus now. OG. It's fantastic. <laughs> so, like, to, to be a part of that campaign was super special for me. Um, you know, I remember going to see Tobey Maguire's film right. you know, when that first came out. So, like, to, to be Toby. able to come back and, and be a part of that campaign, which the artist created posters, but also the the box art for the, the 4K Blu-rays, right? So, like, I would walk into Target or Best Buy and see the deal and, and the, the, the project that I worked on in Target or Best Buy. It'd be on the shelves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have that, you know, in my office too. And it's it's a constant reminder, man. It's like... You know, as long you, you are limited in what you can do, but if you have a collaborative nature and you're open to working with other people, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So if you're open to collaborating with other people and you can kind of assemble and join forces, amazing things can happen. So I brought my strengths to the table and collaborated with somebody else who had strengths where I'm weak at, right? And we did amazing things. And if you have that collaborative mindset and you're not an egomaniac narcissist, good things happen because people will want to work with you because you're a team player and you're collaborative. But also you'll be able to get amazing things done because it's not about you. Exactly. I I, I think we both agree with that. Like literally every word that you just said. 100%, there, brother. Yeah, it's like... It's like true fact and you know we couldn't respect you more for it but I do have a quick fire question for you favorite Marvel movie of all time go (laughs) bro I don't know if I have a flat answer to that so I'm going to give you uh, a a couple top top Um, three top three even yeah yeah. okay so obviously the one that started it all Iron Man I mean, that, yes, that started everything, oh, and yeah. it changed oh, yeah. the game for superhero films, period. Exactly. Um, so, I gotta show love to my guy there. <laughs> um, Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. There, There is no way that's not a top two, top three film for anybody. Big Captain just, America guy. Yeah, I mean, that, that was just a phenomenal film. Script. The, the acting, everything, the action sequences, it was just like, and I'm Team Stark, right? Mm-hmm. So for me to say a Captain America film, that tells you all you need to know. Right. Um, great, great film. I love that film. Um, and then, I mean, Infinity War and Endgame, both are amazing for their own reasons. But I, I will say this, it will be very tough for any film in the next 20 years 
to accomplish what Avengers Endgame accomplished yeah. in regards to combining literally almost two decades worth of of characters and and just building a universe 20 plus films and then that epic sequence at the end with everybody that you just won't see a sequence like that in the next two decades two three decades it's just I, I, unless marvel does it again which they will yeah exactly um, but <laughs> it just you know it that that dude i was i was lucky enough to be at at the premieres for the last several uh, big Marvel releases and Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. I was at both of those premieres and I remember just sitting in the audience and it, it's kind of an outer body experience because you're, you're obviously taking in the film, but you're also acknowledging the fact that you're at the world premiere for this film. And that's something that is just, it, it's, it's not about the foo-foo Hollywood red carpet bullshit. It's just like, this is the grandest scale of watching this film that you could possibly have and and that is just like i'm sitting in this in the theater with the kids you know what i mean like it's it's insane like no yeah that, that's fucking amazing bro and that just like honestly hearing that that motivates andrew and i both just to fucking grind like i i love the grind as it is and just hearing like obviously listening to your favorite movies but like being on the red carpet and just you know, getting you know, getting up to where you're at, and then even trying to accomplish more. That's fucking yeah. so motivational, brother. And like I, I'm I'm so glad that we had you on, and we're just able to talk and and you know connect and build that relationship, like you said in general. But real quick, yes. brother, I was of course, bro. And I right, I know you got a little bit of time left, but real quick, brother, I wanted to jump into just real quick. How about our fucking Steelers, man? Six and zero. How about it? Hey, you know, let let me say this. They got a lot of shit last year no, for their yeah. record. But when you lose a franchise quarterback, when you lose a two-time Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famer, uh, the fact that that team still almost made the playoffs, and if the rule, the new rules that they put they in this in. season were, they would have been in last year. So it just shows you, look look at the Cowboys right now after losing Dak Prescott. Right? <laughs> yeah. But that... But that could have been the Steelers. Exactly. But that, that wasn't the case. They they rallied around the team. It shows you how well it is through Mike Tomlin and the coaching staff. It shows how well the organization is run through the Rooneys. Um, top to bottom, man. That, that, that's why the Steelers, I mean, look at the Patriots right now. They're they're really struggling. Um, it's it's a credit credit to those guys in the room they're they're riding the wave of adversity and they got a tough challenge here in baltimore this week but look man i i think baltimore we, we generally split with them every mm-hmm. year um but i i think dude if, if we're able to beat them in their house i would not be surprised if we sweep them this year um worst case i truly feel pending major injuries like we're looking at a 14 and 2 season that's the case i would I would not be surprised if we go fifteen and one or, or win all all the games because our, our our schedule is favorable from a matchup standpoint. And you know, if we keep playing the way we're playing, man, we just we just literally stuffed the number one rushing team in Cleveland, who was what, four and one at that mm-hmm. point. And then Derrick um, Henry. And then we made Derrick Henry look rather pedestrian, who was the best running back in the game. And now we have the Baltimore Ravens. So I think if they're able to handle business Sunday, which which I I believe they can, the 
it's going to be a stressful game. It's, you know... Uh, always. It always is. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Um, but I think if they if they stop the run and force Lamar Jackson to beat him with his arm, we win that game. If they don't stop the run and Lamar Jackson's running around like Michael Vick, We're it's going to be a long day. But, but if you look back to last year, I was at that game where we made Lamar Jackson look... The one where we lost in overtime? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah. I was there. I was there when Earl Thomas took that dirty ass hit on Mason. Oh, Mason! Knocked yeah. him out of the game. And at that point, Mason was finding his group. No, that changed. That changed his. Other than obviously the Miles Garrett situation, but that he was yeah. playing okay. That changed uh, kind of his whole yeah. season. Hundred percent. And then Duck came in, uh, literally third, fourth string um, <laughs> quarterback came in and almost. I know it was, it, was, it was a tough fumble no. at the end. I remember it was yeah. a fumble nah, at the end. Dude, yeah, yeah, devastating. Yeah. But, you know, for me, like I said, I, I'm so proud of these guys. Uh, I know what they they went through last year, you know, and, and they're they're fighting through the adversity, and and they're they understand that the record's important, mm -hmm. but the goal is not to make the playoffs. Nope. The goal is to win the Super Bowl. Exactly. So that they're not uh, riding too high right now because they know the job's not done, as LeBron James says, um, and and Kobe. Uh, but it's, it's important. Yeah, exactly. It's it's important to just kind of keep rolling, man, because uh, we, we have a lot of games left, but this is probably the most difficult run in the schedule. So mm -hmm. if we can come out undefeated uh, past the Ravens, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be rough for some of these other teams because they gotta face uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati twice, Jacksonville, yeah. Dallas. Like those are games that they can run through. So this is this is a big yeah. fucking game. It's huge. And then uh, we'll have, you know, Baltimore later in the season, and, and we still have to face Cleveland again, which, you know, I don't think they're that big of a joke anymore. Their defense no. and offense are, you know, but they did lose Odell for the rest of the don't year. Don't worry, though. We, should, we took a shit on them, though. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm proud of those guys, and, and it's uh, through thick and thin, you know, blue, black, gold. So I love, I love that. Love that team, man. Always, brother. Got to represent Pittsburgh. But, Brad, thank you again, man. Really appreciate it. Love what you had to talk about. Love, you know, the grind, the hustle, how you're able to make it there. And it's just so important for me to have you on. And I really wanted to I, – I love reaching out. And I really wanted to bring you on for this. So thank you, especially on a little short notice. Really appreciate it. And really, you know, we'll keep talking and we'll keep building our relationship and hope to have you on again. Anytime, guys. I appreciate it. It means a lot. And keep kicking ass and just keep working hard. Get through this, all right? Appreciate yes, it, brother. You too. Stay you, safe, bro. brother. Thank you. You too, boys. Take care. You Take too. care. Bye. This concludes episode two of Ball So Hard University. A huge special thank you to Brad Lambert for joining us tonight. Uh, we couldn't have asked for a better guest to kickstart our podcast, and we have many more to come. Tyler and I wanted to thank you guys again just for tuning in to Ball So Hard University podcast. Uh, it really means the world to us. Thank you guys for showing all your support, reaching out to us, just giving all your feedback. It, it, it truly does mean the world to us. Um, there, there is one thing that you guys could do to show even more support. It would be to follow us on social media if you haven't already. Our Instagram handle is at bshuniversitypodcast, at bshuniversitypodcast. Uh, we'll be posting all of our weekly episodes on there. Any news that you guys have to know about us, clips, special guests that we'll be having on, all, all the works. So uh, we appreciate you guys sticking with us. And You can now check out our podcast now at Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's right. Search Also Hard University right in there. Hopefully give us a rating, critique, uh, give us some good comments, whatever you want to do. But until next time, peace.
Peace. Yeah. Yeah.